Hello, and welcome to the Plant Powered Life podcast. Today, I am really excited about the topic that we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about why you are eating low calories but still not losing weight. I see this all the time. I hear about it all the time. A lot of people are asking questions all over the internet trying to figure out why they eat such a little amount of food and they still aren't able to lose weight. And what I find is a lot of people will say, oh, your body's in starvation mode. And then you'll see people that say science doesn't support starvation mode. There's no such thing. You're just, you know, not in a calorie deficit. You're eating more calories than you think you are. And it goes on and on and on. And there's this argument that is going on in, there are people in both camps, people who say, starvation mode, metabolic adaptation, that type of a thing. And then there are people that saying it doesn't exist and it goes on and on. So we are just going to delve right into that and kind of determine why this is happening and a little bit of what you can do about that. So let's get right into it. So you are eating a healthy diet, following a fitness program religiously, along with eating what feels like an unusually amount of food, an unusually small amount of food, and you're not losing a single pound. And let's say you go online and you're searching everywhere and you're trying to find somebody to help you figure out why in the world am I eating these small amounts of food, exercising like a crazy person, and I'm not losing any weight. And I know this can be very frustrating and very confusing, and it goes against everything the fitness industry tells you. If you eat a healthy diet and you exercise six days a week, you're supposed to lose weight. It's the lazy people that are eating burgers and fries and sitting on the couch all day. They're the ones that don't lose weight. But those of us who are eating healthy and exercising religiously, we're supposed to lose weight. But you're not. How is this happening? The idea is that is basically calories in versus calories out. And you're going to hear this all the time. If you are eating more calories than you are burning, then you will gain weight. If you're eating the same amount of calories as you burn, you'll stay the same and on and on. So by this idea or this theory, I would say, if you calculate that your BMR is 1,300 calories a day and then you add for daily activity and exercise and then you subtract four to 500 calories a day to put you in a deficit for weight loss, Bam, you lose weight, right? This, if, if this calories in versus calories out works, then you get on this calculator and it says your BMR, your basal metabolic rate is 1,300 calories a day. But then you walk around, you do laundry, you know, whatever, your daily activity, you're up and about, and then you exercise every day. You're going to be upwards around 1,700 calories a day. And then you subtract a few hundred and it says, you know, 1400 calories a day, you should lose weight. And I'm just giving you numbers. I'm not saying this is what you should or should not do. I'm just throwing out random numbers. So do not get all upset and comment that I'm horrible for telling people to eat 1400 calories a day. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm just giving basic numbers. Okay. So 1400 calories a day, you should be losing weight. That is what some calculator told you. So you're eating 1400 calories a day and you're not losing weight. So what's going on? Our bodies are not machines that can be calculated and quantified. It doesn't work like that. And in fact, your metabolism is not an exact number every single day. It's always the same. 
despite what people try to tell you, it isn't that way. Some of us are like a suburban that's a gas guzzler or an energy guzzler, while others of us are more like a Prius. We're very energy efficient and steady, okay? That's the reality. Genetically, your metabolism is at a certain level and that is different. Metabolism is different based on your age, your height, your weight, the amount of energy that you burn every day, which is different genetically, um, the amount of exercises you do, the type of food that you're eating, the diet that you've chosen. Um, it can vary widely and it can vary widely day to day. So <clears throat> how is it, how do you figure this out then? And you, I've even heard people say, I'm eating 800 calories a day and I can't lose weight. And people say, that's not true. You're miscalculating. Um, you're probably eating way more than that. Well, the reality is I have actually had people weigh food to the gram on a food scale for weeks. And you know what? They really were. They really were at about that level and still unable to lose weight. So they're not making it up. They're not lying. Yes, there are people who are miscalculating what they eat. And a lot of times these people you know, are misjudging their calorie intake. But when you get people that are working out and weighing their food and trying to eat a certain way, they're not that far off. Um, and a lot of people will just tell you there's no such thing as metabolic adaptation. Um, now, the reality is starvation mode is really honestly not a technical term. It's just something that people have come up with to try to explain this phenomenon. And a lot of experts will tell you there's no such thing. Well, our bodies actually do have starvation mechanisms. Uh, ketosis is a starvation mechanism that your body has to prevent it from starving to death in the case of um, inadequate carbohydrate or food intake. So do we have starvation mechanisms in our body? Yes, they just don't like that word because it's not something that researchers have used and so they don't like that term. But metabolic adaptation is a little bit more of a widely accepted term. But there are still a lot of fitness people and, and doctors and, and a lot of different groups of people who say there's no such thing as metabolic adaptation. The reality is there absolutely is. There absolutely is metabolic adaptation. There are people who are struggling with this. And there are some people whose bodies are very, very, very good at survival. <laughs> they tend to have a higher body fat percentage than other people of the same age, weight, height, that type of a thing. Um, you can have two people that are the same weight and one of them has more lean mass and one of them has higher body fat percentage than the other. And that's just different body types. Generally, the people that have a higher body fat percentage have lower metabolic rate than those who are a little, little bit leaner. And so they tend to store a little bit more as fat. And that is just something genetically that you cannot change. Can you get leaner? Yes, you can get leaner. It just takes a little bit more finessing to get there. So one thing that I point to is the study on the participants from The Biggest Loser. And this is a prime example of how extreme diets can and do cause slowing of the metabolic rate. And they did um, 
in that study say that there was quite a slowing of metabolism up to maybe 400 calories a day, which is quite significant. Now they did say, and I will make this disclaimer, they did say that they did not believe that that had anything to do with the regain of weight that these people experienced because a lot of these people did go back to ways that they were eating before or kind of fall away from the diet that they have been eating and so that was part of the the weight regain obviously but the fact that their metabolisms were lower and remained lower six years later tells you that the metabolism can change our metabolisms can change and the funny thing is when you actually look at this when you look at people who are struggling to lose weight on low calories. And I'm talking about people who are weighing and measuring and really looking at what they're eating. You will notice that they generally have a slower heart rate. Um, Their blood pressure is a little bit lower. Their body temperature is lower. I've even seen people body temperatures, basal um, body temperature as low as 96 degrees, 96.5 in the morning. Um... It's just very interesting. I've also seen people when they are exercising, they don't sweat very easily. There's just a lot of indicators that the body is just not functioning at a higher metabolic rate. The body isn't getting hot. It's not warming up. It's not sweating because the body is a lot cooler and the metabolism just is not running where you would expect it to. A lot of these people look at, there are some studies that say that metabolic slowing doesn't happen. A lot of times they are shorter studies They are not looking at people years down the line like the Biggest Loser study did. They're not looking at that. They're looking at what happens to somebody in a couple of months. You're not going to see much happening in a couple of months. A lot of studies are a lot more short term. And so they don't really see the whole picture of what a person living out in the world for years on end of over exercising and under eating really honestly happens. And so... You have to be careful about what you're looking at. There was another study in May 2016 in the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism where the researchers concluded despite relative preservation of fat-free mass, which means your lean muscle, exercise did not prevent a dramatic slowing of resting metabolism out of proportion to weight loss. Um... So this metabolic adaptation may persist during weight maintenance and predispose to weight regain unless high levels of physical activity or caloric restriction are maintained. So they are saying that the metabolism does slow down. It just does. Um, And it does slow down. It can slow down depending on the person even more than what would be expected from the weight loss. So even fat burns calories every day. So a pound of fat burns about two calories a day. So as you lose body fat, you're going to lose a little bit of um, like a very tiny amount, like 10 to 50 calories a day, depending on how much weight you actually lose. But your body can actually, your metabolism can reduce even lower than that. Another paper published in the Endocrine Review in 2018 stated that metabolic flexibility is essential to maintain energy homeostasis in times of either caloric excess or caloric restriction. So your metabolism is flexible. It's fluid. It's not just a number you can calculate that's static all the time. It's just not. 
So in times of either low or high energy demand, such as during exercise, the liver, adipose tissue, and muscle govern systemic metabolic flexibility and manage nutrient sensing, uptake, transport, storage, and expenditure. And it does this via endocrine cues. So your thyroid and a lot of other things, hormones going on that will determine where your metabolism goes. Now, like I talked about in a previous podcast was what happens to the thyroid when you are eating a low carbohydrate diet. And this could also happen in severe caloric restriction, but in people who are eating very low carbohydrate or very low calorie diets, the body starts producing what's called reverse T3. And what that is, is reverse T3 counteracts the action of T3 in the body or your thyroid hormone. What this does is it causes a a slowing of your metabolism. It just slows things down. Your body doesn't want to continue burning a high level of energy when it's not taking in enough to maintain your body. Otherwise, you you lose lean muscle mass very quickly to keep up your blood sugar levels. Your body will break down skeletal proteins in order to, in the process of gluconeogenesis, in order to produce blood sugar to keep your body functioning properly. And in order to conserve your fat-free mass, the body slows the metabolism down so you're burning less energy. And that is how these endocrine cues will manage this metabolic flexibility. So can your metabolism slow down? Absolutely. And if you've had this, if you've experienced it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So those who deny the fact that metabolism is flexible um, are not actually looking at the science and not actually realizing that our bodies are not machines. They're, they're not looking at it. They're looking at some short-term studies that say nothing happened. But the metabolism is flexible and it can decrease in relation to excess exercise, uh, carbohydrate restriction, or extreme calorie deficits. And these are self-preservation mechanisms that the body has in order to keep you alive when you don't have access to enough food is literally what the body is reacting to. It doesn't know you're on a diet. It doesn't know that you want to be skinnier. It just knows that it's not getting in the amount of calories it needs to maintain its current weight. And there's a lot of homeostasis that the body tries to maintain. And so um, when you've hit into that, okay, so you're like, okay, yes, I know this is what is happening to me, so what do I do? There are a lot of different ways that you can deal with this, and it really just depends on your comfort level. A lot of people that have been dieting and over-exercising want to lose weight, and that's what you really want to be able to do. Um increasing carbohydrates in somebody that's been on a low carbohydrate diet can be really scary but the reality is is you do need to be eating a macro balanced diet and I'm not talking about counting your macros I'm talking about eating foods that are balanced um, being able to eat enough carbohydrates and that may be you may just want to do that all at once and just let your body replenish glycogen stores and water and all of that that happens rebalance and lose weight later on or you may want to do that more slowly you may want to give your body a chance to catch up to the switch in your diet some people they call it reverse dieting and bodybuilding it's very popular 
Um, you could do a form of reverse dieting. Um, you could do a form of slowly adding in carbohydrates. Um, there's a lot of different ways that you can do it. And I work with a lot of clients in doing this in a way that's comfortable to them. There are some people out there that would just say you should just do it all at once, but that just doesn't, if, if you mentally can't handle the weight gain of any weight gain, even if you know that it's glycogen and water and other things and not just fat gain, if that's going to throw you off and make it so that you're not going to be able to change, then it's better that you do it in a slower way so that you can get into a healthier place. But honestly and truly, carbohydrate intake will be critically important for the metabolism. Um, slowing down on the exercise is number two. So yoga, Pilates, and walking, no high intense exercise at all when you are trying to do this. Adequate water intake um, and, um, pretty much that's, that's the gist of it is carbohydrate intake, uh, lowering your exercise, adequate water intake, really just respecting your body, bringing yourself into a place of honoring your body and not overstressing it in any way through extreme dieting or extreme exercising. Um, this is a very complicated process and everybody's body reacts differently. And so if you are trying this or if you've tried increasing your carbohydrate intake or doing some of these things, reducing your exercise and you're finding a lot of strange things are happening and you're really struggling and you may actually need to get some help with reverse dieting. You may need something that's more structured and somebody that can kind of look at what's happening and what you're doing and make adjustments based on your body and help you through this. And that's definitely what I do with a lot of my clients is help them through this process of figuring out what's going on with their metabolism, what they're doing that's good, maybe what they're doing that might be contributing to the problem and getting that your hormones balanced and online so that you can get to a weight that you feel comfortable at. And so if you feel like you would like some help, please contact me. You can go to my website, direct message me on Instagram, wh wherever you would like to, and let me know. I would love to help you out. If you have questions about this, I would love to answer your, any of your questions that you might have. Hopefully this was helpful in just helping you understand that you're not alone, that this is very common, that it happens to a lot of people, and there are things that you can do, starting with carbohydrates and not over-exercising and see if that kind of helps your body rebalance itself. Thank you for joining me on this podcast and I will see you next time.